You're listening to the No Gray Areas podcast with Patrick McCullough. Today's guest is Tim Kaiser, worship pastor at Mission Community Church. Tim breaks down the process of realigning ourselves back to what we used to be. Let's dive in. Tim Kaiser, welcome to the No Gray Areas podcast. We've known each other for a few years now, and you you have kind of an eclectic bra- background. Like you're, you would call yourself a musician, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that? I mean, yeah. if someone said, "What yeah. do you do?" What would you say? How would you respond to that? Yeah, man, I, I do music full time. You do music full time, but you're not. Uh, I've worked with a lot of musicians over the years. You're unlike any musician I've ever worked with. You know, so that's what I mean by <laughs> eclectic, right? Like I you're really you. you're like you're an outdoors yeah. guy, big time, right? You yep. love to hike and yep. shoot and all this stuff that you grew up. And then and you grew up. You did body work on cars, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. you had just interesting background. Yeah. But uh, when we back up, you're, you've worked in churches for quite a while with the music. So you were actually part of one of the fastest growing churches. In America, up in yeah. Michigan for a while, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two forty-two. Two forty-two community. Yeah. Prior to that, you and your wife were on staff at a bigger church up in Michigan. Was it Michigan? Yes, Oak Point. Yep. Yep. And that, like, that was a huge healing time for you and your wife, right? Like, yes. you guys went through a lot yes. of stuff that one of the best. just from your growing up mm-hmm. years, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you came down uh, to Phoenix area, and that's where you and I started working together, and we worked together for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, we had some bumps in the road during that time, not between <laughs> you and I, but between. But we'll leave. We'll it happens. Leave. Yeah, it yeah, happens. we'll leave that out. That's happens. part of life. It's part of life. Yeah. But uh, we have some wounds that we carry together because of that. Yeah. But uh, what we wanted to talk about today is you said something this morning when we were talking prior to turning these on. You said, we stop spending time getting to know who we are. We stop spending time getting to know who we are. What did you mean by that? Yeah. When I So when I said that, there's there's a lot of uh, like different landing places for that thought. But But I go back to just being a kid. Like... When I was a kid, when you were a kid, you were you were a good boy or a bad boy, right? Like, yeah. like you had people um, reminding you, no, you're sweet. Oh, he's such a sweet boy. He's such yeah, a good yeah. boy. Oh, he cares for people. He's always, a, you have that. And then somewhere along the way in life, all the things start to happen. We start to care what other people think. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's what I mean when I say that. It's when we care about what other people and the world projects at us, those are the things that then we start running after and we lose who we are and we stop. We actually stop, I believe, um, spending time and taking time for ourselves. Yeah. Take a break during the day, go take a walk, go take a hike, go ask yourself those questions again. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with a friend. I said, hey, what's your favorite color? Purple. This is a dude. That's what he said. He's he, that's pur- what he said. Pur- 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 yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. And he's, he's upper 30s. He's, yeah. he's not a young dude. He's, you know, yeah. middle-aged and and he's like, purple. And I'm like, awesome, man. Why aren't you wearing purple? And he was like, that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of girly, isn't it? And I'm like, do you like purple? Why do you think it's girly? Why yeah. do you think it's girly to because wear purple? Of, because purple other is people your, told him Because that. of yeah. what other people think. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's what I mean. So when I say that, we just lose ourselves so easy you know, today. There's so that, many things. That's so good, Tim, because I, I've often thought you watch a kid from about um, birth until about five years old, yeah. and they will learn more in those five years than any other time in mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll learn a whole language they're learning yep. social skills they're learning how to walk they're yep. learning all these things and part of it is they're not worried about perception are mm-hmm. they they're, they're they're trying things and if they fail you know I, so yeah. i tripped and i fell they're not looking around it's and not it, even real to them yeah 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 so so we start caring what so where you're saying that we we yeah. we, we stop knowing who we are mm-hmm. is because we stop so we start caring more about people's perception too right? much yeah too much yeah and then perception becomes reality sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Or we think it does. Mm-hmm. We think it does. Yeah. We think it does. Yeah. But the reality, the, the truth is it's not yeah. reality, right? It's not reality. Yeah. 
How do you fight against that? How do you it's think not, we fight against that? The word is discipline. Like for me, you know, I, I go back actually before discipline, it, it starts at values. Like for a guy like me, um, we, I'm sure we'll get into it. You know, we have a bunch of kids. Like life is life is awesome. Yeah, yeah. For us. Okay, let's life, let's pause right there we, we, for a second because people do need to know that about you. Yeah, you you don't have two or three kids. How many kids do you have? We have seven. You have seven, yeah, kids. Have seven so, kids. So and and they're basically uh, what they're oldest are around 17, 18 now. Yeah. So getting ready to be nineteen. Will okay. Be our oldest. Yeah. And so our nineteen is three. 19 down to three. Yeah. So you are, you yeah. and Tess are not <laughs> bored at all, right? You guys we are stay not bored busy. Yeah. At all. Yeah. At okay. All. So in the, in the midst of that, you yeah. have these kids and, and you're probably trying to get them to understand this truth, Absolutely. right? Because man, you talk about a time in your life, like junior high, high school years, where you start buying into that lie that perception yeah. is reality, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so go on. Yeah. So it's, it, you're talking about values. We talk about this stuff all the time with our kids. I just had a conversation with my oldest daughter the other day in the garage, just working on something and just reminding her, you know, who she is, mm -hmm. values. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to that for me. If you sit down, and this is what I don't think people do enough today, just sit down and, and go through what you value in life. Who do you want to be? Who's someone that you look to that you want to emulate something out of their life? The conversation we were having was, do you want to be a good parent? What does what does being a good mom look like to you? Yeah. What does what does health look like to you? Yeah. Is it working out every day? Is it going on an occasional run, a hike? A, but know your values. Yeah. When you know your values, now the next thing is it's going to take some discipline to achieve those things. It's not they're not just going to come overnight. And what I believe is true is that we have so many things to look to to our left, to our right, perceptions everywhere. Yeah. We're not running out of a supply of perceptions anytime soon. Um, and I think that it's there that when, you know, for us, for me and Tessa, when we raise our, our kids, these seven kids that we have in our, in our home, is we want them to leave knowing their purpose, yeah. living in their purpose from within their values, not all these other perceptions. Okay, so one of the things we talk a lot about on No Gray Areas is living on purpose for a purpose. So mm. you're touching on something that's perfect there. Nice. Where you're saying you 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 want to help them live for purpose, but that's yeah. tied to values again. That's mm -hmm. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. How's that tied together? Like I when, think it, when you say that. Yeah, so it starts at, so what I would say is, um, gosh, there. this is just, it's kind of embarrassing to tell. But my wife, one of, one of her favorite stories that she loves to tell about our high school days um, is I just didn't care to be around people that just cussed all the time. Yeah. Like it just did something for me, right? Like it's, it was, it, it brought me down. Like it felt, it, it, I just walked away feeling eh, like yeah. not good. Right. Yeah. Um, positivity is what I craved and encouraging. And, mm. and so I dated this one girl cheerleader, like super, super popular. Yeah. Heard her talk one time at her locker with her friends, broke up with her. It, it all because comes of back. your value, you had I a value that was different. Absolutely, yeah. she could be the most popular yeah. person, the most you know, the, the whatever everybody yeah. else wanted to believe, and I yeah. just went. That's more important to me. Um, now we've been friends long enough. I know you can hold your own with that. <laughs> no, that, that's my wife. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Tessa. She's the okay. same. <laughs> okay. So, but but I, I see what you're saying. So you back up even into your high school mm -hmm. years, which is kind of cool. You and mm -hmm. you you and your wife knew each other in high school, right? And yeah. dated in high school. Yeah. But but. Yeah. You had a value system in place yes. that you, it took, yes. you took one date for you to figure out mm -hmm. this isn't going to be the right person for mm -hmm. me because they just lived a different value yes. than you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely. It, we don't really grow out of that either, do we? Like this whole perception thing, like trying to, like we think it's junior high and high school where we really struggle, but I yeah. think as adults, it's the same. It's the same. We, we start buying into what we think yeah. is, is important. And it's just perception, right? It is. Yeah. Where, where is. does that come from? Where do you it think is. that comes from? I, I think we just want to belong, man. Like at the end of the day, I think people want to, they want to feel accepted. Nobody wants to, Nobody signs up to not feel accepted, right? Like it's true. nobody wants to be the last kid picked on on the on the dodgeball team. Yeah. It's like, no, don't let me be last. Pick me, you know, yeah. pick me fifth at least. Like, not not you're the last one standing and I have to take you on my yeah. team. Yeah. And and I think we we just live there so easily today. That's there's yeah. and I don't want to go to I mean, we can yeah. go down so many different directions. And every time you and yeah. I meet, we end up <laughs> know, doing man. this, we go all these <laughs> But hours. I mean, that's why that's one of the reasons like picking your tribe or choosing your tribe is so important, right? Because yep. that you you are going to be valued because of your values if you're in the right tribe, the right group, right? Yes. Which yes. is probably one of the things you're trying to teach your young your, your so, so that's it. Yeah. So that's it. The first one that we that we talk about is values. What are your values? And let's process those together, right? Just don't randomly come up with some wild thing, right? But process them with wisdom. Uh, the next piece is, and my kids hear this all the time, all the time. The company you keep will determine who you become. You say can that, say that again. The company you keep will determine who you become. Yep. It's just true. Yep. Don't try to any age, any age. Doesn't matter what age you are. Doesn't matter what walk of life you are in. If you if you have solid values and you keep the wrong company. Those yeah. values will eventually mean nothing to you. Yeah. And you'll you'll get a whole new set of values. And then you get away from you. And 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 then we could talk for hours about yeah. when people go through life, it's why they're always unhappy. It's why they're it's not about money. It's not about all the things that people see with their eyes. Happiness, those things don't bring happiness. Yeah. Right? Happiness comes with from within. And and so it's we start at values and then we go to the company you keep will determine who you become. Mm -hmm. Choose wisely. That's what we say. Choose wisely. You you talk about alignment too. So you're kind of, you're a car guy, motorcycle yeah. guy. So yeah, that, that alignment was tough. is and 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 that's tied to this too, isn't it? Your values and the company you keep. So if I had to break down when when we were talking about that, the process of alignment is so tough for people. Hmm. Um, e even for me, like when you talk about you know the 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 four years that we were at this one church in Michigan, um, that's where the most healing took place because we were constantly being aligned for years. It's, it's, I explain it like this, it's, what do you drive? What's your car? A hybrid. You drive a hybrid. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I had to throw That's that such out a there because I knew. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no. care about yeah, perception, yeah. right? No, 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 no. Purple too, okay. Great car. I don't care. Great car, yeah. I, those are yeah. my values. You so are, you are smoking everybody <laughs> on miles per gallon, right? Yes, So right now I like that. That, what is it, a Hyundai? Is it a, what, what, what kind of? Yes. That car was designed to be exactly what it is. Yeah. When it when it goes off the road and it gets in a wreck, you bring that car to a shop and it's going to get put on an alignment rack. Um, we're going to start hooking chains to it. We're going to put a measuring system underneath of it to get it back to where it's supposed to be. It's original. What it was designed to do. The thing that it's supposed to be. When we're taking these chains and we're pulling frame rails and we're... You're hearing steel crack and pop. We're heating stuff up. We're, that's the process of alignment. When you do that in your life, that's not well. Like it's not no always one, comfortable. No, no one welcomes that. Like, yeah. but it's but it's in the discipline of which. Okay, that's oh Tim, this is so good because it's not easy. Yeah, and, and the, the difficult thing sometimes is people don't even realize that they're out of alignment, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. they've been they've been 
so focused on people's perception of them. Mm -hmm. So even when you were talking about uh, you and your wife and you're at this church for these four years yeah. and and part of that was bringing you back into alignment, mm -hmm. I'm sure though you didn't even realize in some ways that you were out of alignment, right? No. There were some things that were obvious, but mm -hmm. as you start putting those chains and going mm -hmm. through the pain of it, you, there was things that came out, right? For sure. Yeah, we ma we mask it as, you know, I, I masked that for years as, well, this is just, this is just me and my wife in an argument. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all that is. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have, it's, it's the second piece. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the people next to me going, hey, you better knock that off. Mm -hmm. That's not who you are. Mm -hmm. That is not who you are. You know, you were talking about align, bringing into alignment the way it was meant to be. So mm -hmm. when you were using my uh, my hybrid car yep. and talking about how, you know, if I got in a wreck, you got to bring it back to the way it was supposed to be. So when you and your wife went through this process or any of us go through this process, <laughs> take me back. What do you mean when you say the way it was supposed to be? What, what do you mean by that? For for us specifically, for in our relationship, right? It's if you go back to the to the the, the kid scenario and man, why'd you stop liking purple? Um, you were such a sweet boy. Why, why did you turn out this way? Right? Company you keep. Mm -hmm. for, for me and her specifically, like, I just had to go back to, why did, I, why did we fall in love again? Like, why did I fall in love with you? And go back to all those things. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that any of these things went away or that I forgot them or that I didn't believe them anymore. It's that every single perception known to man under the sun was taken all my space. Yeah. All my space. And so, so when you stop, what, what happened was, I can pinpoint it today. I didn't know it then. What happened was, is I stopped pursuing her. I didn't stop loving her. I stopped pursuing her. Wow. Well, 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 women, women are designed and created for men to pursue them. They want to feel they captivate you yeah. over and over, every day in, every day out. I got busy in this running thing called life and all the perceptions and all the you know, I'm fixing this or fixing that. And I'm, I'm, I'm hopping up on stage to lead this or lead that. And then it's people. And then it's, then, then what now yeah. I've stopped pursuing her because I have no capacity left. I have nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. Tim, that probably goes back to again, the, what you're talking about with the values mm -hmm. at one point in your life, that was one of your highest, highest values highest was values. to pursue her highest values. But then yeah. life came in, you got busy, all these other things, perceptions, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But then that value sh slowly shifted. Mm -hmm. Right. Did. Which is where, again, I love that analogy that you're using about taking a car, putting up on a lift, and you're like taking chains and pulling things, and you hear metal oh, grinding. Man, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's painful to come back, mm -hmm. to, to move back to that alignment, right? Mm -hmm. But worth it. So worth it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, we, we also say this in our home, not easy, necessary. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Not you want to get there, necessary. it's necessary. It won't yeah. be easy. So good. Well, there's a book that when when you and I first met, there was a book that you, you a couple of us on staff were reading and we loved it. Oh, and yeah. It ties into yeah. this too, right? You know which one I'm talking so about? So good. Yes. Right? Yep. Extreme yep. Ownership yep. by Jocko. Yeah. And uh, he was a you know a former Navy SEAL, and yep. uh, he does a lot of consulting now. He's got a, a a podcast that's listened to by many many people. But this book, Extreme Ownership, we were we were all buying into it because his whole point is he's saying. Listen, if you're a leader, if you're mm -hmm. if you're a person of value, if you're a yeah. person that wants to make you, you have to own. Yeah. You have to own your 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 junk in your life, the crap in your life, right? Yep. So that's kind of what yep. you're talking about again with this is you're trying to help your your kids, mm -hmm. but even you, your wife, others, people that you lead mm -hmm. on your staff team, yeah, to own this stuff, right? Own it. So so explain a little bit how extreme ownership, values, alignment, how does that all work together? Yeah, I so I've read that book um, multiple times because it's just it's just like with anything, the more you do it, 
the more things will stand out, the more that you'll learn. You walk away with a yeah. with a new piece of knowledge, right? And knowledge is power if you if you yeah. apply it to your life. Everything through life, starting at our this is where I've landed today at 40 years old. Bro, I'm 40 years old. Like like I'm 40 years old. Like three <laughs> weeks you ago. Turned, I'm 40 years old. You turned 40 three weeks yes, ago? Yes, crazy. Hey, crazy. I'm, I'm a decade ahead of you. So, so that's right. Don't forget it. So so out of that book, what I would say is values, the company you keep, the all the things. You make things happen and you let things happen. Choose wisely. How that plays out is So you're dropping some great one-liners. I gotta pause again. Yeah, so you yeah. said I don't want the I don't want the audience to, to miss that. You make things happen and you let things happen. Absolutely. There's Those, a difference. There's a big difference. Okay. There's a Unpack big that. difference. Unpack there's that. a very, very, very big difference. Uh for me personally in in leading my team. If if I own every single thing, if if I just make every single thing happen, we just had something happen this this uh, this past week. If I made every single thing happen, well, the team would only be as good as me, right? The, the team would only be as good as, and then now you, we can get into trust and all all of that mm -hmm, stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there was there was a lesson that that needed to be learned, and I'm going, oh well, this is this is safe. This can happen. You know, I would have done it this way, but he's going to do it that way. I'm yeah. going to let that happen yeah. because he's going to learn. Yeah. Now, if there was something bigger that it had the whole, t the whole weight of the team, it's hanging in the balance and it's going to be this, I'm going to go help make that happen. Yeah. So um, you're not saying that either one is wrong, right or wrong. No. That both are things and we have to evaluate and have the yeah. wisdom of understanding when we're going to let something happen yes. and we're going to make something happen. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So when it comes to our values and extreme ownership, you would, I would, I would guess that you would say most of the time you're, you're, you're making that happen. You're, you're, yeah, you're making that happen. I mean, I, I take it with our kids. Like I take it even as far as when one of them says, I'm just confused. Like I just, they already, they, they know now, like, cause we've talked about it enough and it's, but it's repetition. It's, you know, until it's belief. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, did you, did you ask a question? So even my kids, even, even the kids in my home at the age that they are, they go, if I walk away confused, it's my fault. Because I they, must they didn't not ask have enough asked questions. enough questions. And if I got shut down for asking too many questions, that's not your fault. Mm -hmm. I, I would say, okay, mm -hmm. cool, let that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what I would say to that man. I, yeah. I think, I think each little piece. Oh, I just as simple as this. Another example. I was looking for something uh, on my desk. I asked for it last week in person. I asked for it last week in person. It wasn't, it didn't get delivered. So I called to check on it this morning and amazing people, dude on the other lines, like, bro, totally my fault. Uh, should have got that. And I said, no, 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 no. I never sent you a follow-up email. I should have sent you a follow-up email because we just had a face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. You didn't have anything in writing in front of you. Mm -hmm. That's on me. Yeah, yeah. I could have let him take the ownership, Yeah. but the ownership was on me. Yeah. I didn't follow through to make sure I got what I needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think most of us stop there. Yeah. Most of us stop at Oh no, you're yeah, it is. Hey, yeah. thanks for owning that. Yeah. Thanks for owning that. Yeah. When it's bro, that was me. I, I should have sent you. I could have sent you an email saying, Hey, remember this conversation? Appreciate it, man. You rock. You know, we you and I, we've we've met and had a lot of conversations over the years 
But one of the things that we often talk about is this idea of extreme ownership. And it's so interesting because I think it's what separates us as human beings from the whole animal kingdom, right? Like we're creating the image of God. We are, we are inventors and creators. But the power of choice, it's something we take for granted hmm. so often. Like we woke up this morning and you and I aren't some animals running off of instinct today. Right. We, we have choice. We can make things happen today. Mm -hmm. We can let things happen today. But, but really, that idea of making things happen is something that distinguishes us as human beings, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or should. Absolutely. Or should. It should. Yeah. It should. Yeah. It should. But, you know, Tim, that goes back. That goes full circle to what you were talking about at the beginning. When, when we're just living off of the perception of other, we start letting life happen, right? We mm -hmm. just... We, we quit mm -hmm. making the choice of this isn't my value. I'm not going to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where do you think? OK, so let's we're, we're talking about you're talking about with your kids. Uh, you're talking about just all, all of us as everybody listening in the audience, just how we do that. What about when we step into leadership? How does this get messy when we lose sight of our when we start living by perception or we lose sight of values? Because everybody listening is leading at times, right? Like sometimes they're leading at work, sometimes they're leading at home, sometimes they're leading at a friendship. Where where does this get messy for us when we lose sight of owning and making decisions and values? I think it gets messy. I go back to back to step two. Um, I think it gets messy when when we have too many um comfortable complacency are the words that come to mind mm. um you know complacency is the killer of progress like it just is and so i think somewhere in life we where that gets hard for us as people as leaders that lead big things and teams and try to fly as high as we possibly can is when we get to that place and we're just surrounded by people saying yes I, for me, for me, that that's is where the this danger gets. for leadership, isn't it? Because that's what we want it. We want to get people to just will agree with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's more you're comfortable. Doing a, yeah. You're doing a good job. You're doing this. You're doing. And then before you know it, it's there. There isn't any. There isn't challenge. There isn't. If we're going to the Bible, there isn't any ironing, sharpening iron in, the, in that moment. It's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. And if you just look back and this is this is what I this is what I did when we were when we were in Michigan uh, at, the, at that point. I looked back, I had a leader look at me and say, if you look back at your life, I bet five years ago when you, when you said these things were important to you, I bet it looked really, really different. And if you would admit, I bet today you would say you've lost a piece of yourself. Let's get you back to you. Mm. And I think most leaders would do the same. Mm -hmm. when, they, when they get there, man, they've made it. They've made it to where they, and they have this scenario of they don't have those people. They don't have their their. They're five strong, you know, that's going, this is who you are, even in this moment. Mm -hmm. You can let or make that happen. Mm -hmm. Choose wisely. You, yeah. mm -hmm. When they lose that, they're actually losing a piece of themselves if they look back and they're being honest. Yeah. And so yeah. that's where this stuff is so important to me. Yeah. It's, it's you, man. They've lost truth tellers you. in their life. But I, yes. think, I think you're right. If most leaders could, could step back and look back five years, 10 years, 15 years, like yeah. this guy that told you to do yeah. that if they were really, really honest with mm -hmm. themselves, if they were a truth teller themselves, they might find that they lost part of their value system. Like, why mm -hmm. did you even want to go into being a leader? Yeah. Why did you want to help? And a lot of times it became, I wanted to make things better. I wanted to grow things. I wanted to, mm -hmm. to make people become the best that they could be. Yes. But somewhere along the line, they lost that. That's yeah. what you're saying, mm -hmm. that value system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think we do that? Like, why, why, why do you think it is? And, and I say we, because leaders do that mm -hmm. for sure. That this is the danger of leadership. But we do that as human beings. Is what we're saying. Why do you think we do that? I think we lose hope. 
I really do. I think we, I had a, I had a killer conversation um, with a, with a friend the other day. Uh, he's, he's older than me and, and we were just talking this whole thing out. And I think that, um, man, what's, what's the word? Not that we necessarily uh, lose hope, but I think we become a little jaded maybe like that. You know what? This is just people like, these are just people. These are just, and we, we hear all that stuff. Like we hear all those voices because of the experience that we've had. Like when we, when I span out over, you know, the 17 years that I've, I've done the different, you know, ministry versus the body shop, fixing wrecked cars, right? When I span over 17 years, I mean, I've watched my friends go through so much stuff and they go through so much pain and so much hurt that they slowly, they slowly just start to put a little wall up not to guard themselves, but so that they don't have to care as much. There's a big difference. I'm not building this wall to guard me from you. I'm building a wall so that I don't care as much. And, and, and they just lose touch of who they are. They lose touch of, no, it, it is about what's right in this moment for that person and their being and their, but they lose that and they just go, man, this just must be like what it's like to work with people, I guess. I, because, and it goes back to what you said earlier, right? Because if I care less, it's, yeah. it's more comfortable. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable when I care more. Absolutely. It's uncomfortable when I get involved in your mm -hmm. problems. It's mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 You know, it, it, it makes me think when we first met. So you, I, was, I was at this organization for a little while. Uh, you came down there and started working. And when you talk about uncomfortable, I remember I would ask you, remember this when we would meet every week? And, and I would say, hey, you have outside eyes for a little yeah. while. Tell me what yeah. you're seeing. And that, I remember, that was very uncomfortable for me. And, and there were several times where I wanted to defend it because you would yeah. say, well, this is broken. And I wanted to jump in and say, yeah, but do you know how far we've come before? <laughs> how hard but, I worked? <laughs> but you don't, but that's the thing about, especially when you lead leaders. I mean, yeah. you're a leader. That's why I love working with you. Um, you. You didn't care how far we came, really. Yeah. You just saw something that still needed to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, unco that's uncomfortable to hear. Mm -hmm. That's, and, and that's where you're saying that we as, as human beings and as leaders, yeah. we, we have to make sure that we don't get to the point where we're so comfortable or we lose sight of our values, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so okay, yes. Tim, give us some practical advice. Like, let's just say you're talking, everybody in the audience is listening. We're agreeing with this. Let's just say we're all, we're, we're in agreement. We're going, yeah, I can probably see some places where I may have gone off track a little bit. I'm out of alignment a little bit. What would you say we do? to get back in alignment? What are some things that we need to do practically? Go get to know you. Practically, what's that look like? There is, you know, people say, man, there's just not enough time. There's just not a, I just don't have enough time in the day to, I got all these things I gotta do. There's 24 hours in every day. Time is not the thing that needs to shift. It's your priorities. Mm. So if you wanna get back to you practically, if you want to be who you were, if you look back and you're like, man, I used to be happy. I used to be this. I used to be, and, and you're not those things. My practical advice is going to be take time to get to know you. Mm. Stop, block out the noise of, of, of the world on a, on a weekend, or maybe it's an hour a day for you, you know, going on a walk. For me, it's a, you know, it's these early, it's these early mornings. You love and, early and morning hikes, I love, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. I do. And I need to get back to more of a routine in them, yeah. right? More of a consistent thing in them. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause we had those busy seasons, which we just, you know, came off one and we're getting ready to hop into Easter. And so, but that stuff's always going to be there, right? I'm, and, I'm walking and, that and we now. Do, and we do have just really quickly to yep. jump in and talk mm -hmm. about extreme ownership. 
This is the problem, especially in our Western culture, is yeah. we use busyness as an excuse. We do. There are going to be busy seasons. That's yep. okay. But if your busy season has been going on for four, five, six straight years, yeah, then it's yeah. a it's a problem with your priorities, right? Yes. And that's what you're saying. Yes. So yes. you I know, I know this about you because we've gone on some hikes together. You talk that's that's where that's where you really connect with who you are. That's where you really connect with God. But you 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 make it a priority. And yeah. you may have just had a busy season, but you're yeah. back. But you're you're mm-hmm. recommending just figure out what that is, right? Figure figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. If you if you're a leader, I would I would say one of the healthiest things. If you're a leader and you have teams under you, um, or anyone under you next to you, ask them, ask them how you are as a leader. Ask them where you can grow as a leader. Ask them where you're not such a good leader. And be willing to listen. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. And and take it as gold, not something that's just you know, in, in one ear, not the other. Um, our pride loves to, loves to defend our ego. Yeah. Pride loves to defend our yeah. ego. Ask them Ask. And, then, and then shut up. And listen. And, and probably, probably right with this, you're probably going to have to ask them many, many, yes. many times over yes. a long period of time before they actually feel safe enough to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. So it's going to, it's going to take a while, So true. but when they do tell you, no matter how much you want to defend yourself, you just have to be quiet and, yeah. or they'll never share again. Yeah. Yeah, but I love I love that advice mm-hmm. to for anybody leader. And and this when we talk about leading, even even again, some people listening may go, "Well, I'm not a leader." Well, you, you're sometimes you're leading your friendship. Ask your friends, mm-hmm. ask your spouse, yeah, uh, ask your children. Sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone is, and that's that's I think one of my favorite things to tell people. Someone's always watching. Someone is always watching. It doesn't matter who you are at the top, at the very bottom. It, it just on any scale. It doesn't matter where you land in this world. Someone is always watching your life. Someone is. Everybody. See. Everybody is. Someone is a leader. Yeah. Everyone is a leader. Tim, I hope people are listening yeah. closely to what you're saying because Everyone's you dropped so many good little one-liners. Everybody, it's, someone's always watching. Always. So sometimes you're in a checkout line mm-hmm. at a store. Mm-hmm. And you will be leading in how you react Absolutely. to that that person who I don't know I don't yep. maybe they're going a little slower. Yep. Castro stopped working. They yeah. got to get the yeah. manager. Whatever. The yep. yep. Someone's watching yep. how you react. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So I love that practical advice. Um, I think that's a great way for us to end. Where you're just saying, for all of us, mm-hmm. go take the time, whatever that is, uh, taking a motorcycle ride, taking a hike, taking yeah. a walk. Just spending some quiet time, but getting to know yourself again. Yeah, get to know you. Yeah. Thinking back about what were the values that were important to you. Mm-hmm. Some of us may have to go way back to dig into that, right? Some may have, I mean, I think there's probably some people listening that maybe have to go back decades yeah. to try to dig through that. Yeah. Would you say it's worth it? It's so, it, yeah. Yeah. Not easy. Yeah. It's yeah. so necessary. Yeah. It's so necessary. Yeah. I would say you'll live longer. <laughs> That's like what I attribute it to. You'll live longer. Yeah. You'll live longer, man. Your relationships will be better. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with yourself will be better. Your relationship mm-hmm. with God will be better, mm-hmm. for sure. And I, and I think, again, as, as we wrap this up, and then I'm going to ask you about two truths and a lie in a moment. Oh, but gosh. as we wrap, wrap, wrap this up, it goes back to the alignment. Um, I love that analogy you use. When I, if my car goes off the road, mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable when you get up there and you hear the metals, you know, creaking and mm-hmm. all that but when I get it back on the road, that thing's going to drive a lot nicer if it's in alignment. Yeah. I'm going to be fighting it all yeah. the time if it's not. So yep. great analogy. Yep. All right. So two yep. truths and a lie. We do this on, um, oh, we do this, there's no gray areas and I'm asking to lie, the irony okay. of it, but I've known you pretty well. We've hung around quite a bit for the last few years. So see if you can stump me. Okay. Out of my uh, family, our whole, out of the Kaisers, the Flynn's, the, the boys, right? Um, 
they're all military, law enforcement. Um, I'm the only one in ministry. Two, I, in school, in school, I went to sectionals for, this is my sophomore year, for swimming. I know I don't look like a swimmer. Okay. Uh, three, I spent $1,000 on a dime, like a like 10 cents. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're the only one in the family in ministry. Yep. Uh, you uh, went to sectionals and swimming your yep. sophomore year. Sophomore year. Uh, you spent $1,000 on a dime. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to say the uh, the ministry one is true because I do know a lot of your families in military <laughs> and law enforcement, right? Is that true? Yep. yep. Okay, that one's true. Yep, yep. So I'm going to go with the lie is the uh, – you're really athletic too. I know that about you. So but so I'm going to go that you did you went to sectional. So I'm going to say the, the lie is the dime, $1,000 on the dime. I got you, man. You did? I got you, man. <laughs> so you did not go to... I did not. You're not no. a swimmer. You don't even know how to swim. You no, sink when I you I barely get, swim. Yeah. My wife has to save me if we it's get up. true. <laughs> Actually, I was at the ocean with you now. I remember right. that. We were trying to drown each other in the waves. I will not swim where I can't touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were trying to drown each other. Yes, that was exactly. Fun. Okay, so you 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 did spend $1,000 on a dime. You know, I should have said I, had, I have a, a 10 cent dime that's worth $1,000 just to me. So my parents spent the money. I was at a camp uh, when I was, I think I was 11. I think I was 11 years old. I was at a camp and I went to put my mo- church camp. I went to put my concession money. Like I didn't, I didn't have enough hands. My Bible, yeah. my, my stuff's on the ground, all the stuff I'm taking with me. And, and so I put the dime in my mouth to pick up my books. And when I leaned up, I swallowed it. It got stuck in my throat. So for, for a whole day, I try to hide it. I try to, and everything that I'm eating, it just won't stay down. It just you got keeps, a dime stuck in your throat. So, dude, my, yes, yeah. So, my dad has to come get me. They're just like, this camp's like, he's being absurd. He's jumping around and going crazy. We don't know what's wrong. Well, I couldn't breathe. And I couldn't hold food down. And I couldn't. And so, they asked him to come pick me up. So, on the way, on the, the ride home, I was like, Dad, I got to tell you something. I was scared to death. It's like, I got to tell you something. I, sw- I swallowed some money. He's <laughs> like, what do you mean you swallowed some money? I said, that's yeah. why I can't eat. That's yeah. why. That's why I've been acting, you know, because I'll feel it move around and I can't breathe. And I, and I didn't want to tell anybody at camp. And uh, so I ended up going to the hospital. He's like, he calls mom. He's like, babe, we got to take him to the hospital. He's, says he, so they do an x-ray. They do all the things. And they put me under. They go down with a scope. And like, yeah, sure enough. Sure enough. He had a dime in there just stuck right in, his, stuck right in my windpipe. <laughs> so that was $1,000 in uh, medical $1, bills. $1,000, man. Did you kept the dime? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. The dime in the x-rays. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow. All right. So you got me. You stumped me. Well, hey, thanks so much, Tim. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, I I think I'll leave us with this thought, what you said, which is so good, right? Someone's always watching. Always. Right? That's such a great thought. Make it count. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate appreciate your friendship. Thanks for leading us. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to the No Gray Areas podcast. To dive deeper into the story, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media, and check out nograyareas.com.